0: Welcome to Outlander with Friends podcast, where we talk about our favorite Outlander episodes, favorite whiskeys, and all the other bits that nobody wants to talk about.
1: This podcast is not for the faint of heart, so if you've read about it or watched it, we're going to talk about it.
2: Clutch your pearls and pour a dram. It's time for Outlander with Friends. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) The end welcome (laughs) hello (laughs) wouldn't you like to know what you missed (laughs) hey everybody so
0: you know we usually do whiskeys and sometimes mixed drinks but after sam announced his new gin i was like man it's been a while since i had any gin so i'm gonna start drinking this to get me through the summer until sam's is released so i won't have like a very visceral reaction to it,
1: He's building so up I your love,
2: tolerance. <laughs>
0: yeah, because it's been a while. So my example is this: Can you see this bottle, Hendrix? Oh, yum! One of the best gins ever, right? Love so Hendrix. they have like Neptunia. and then I just picked up this Flora Adora, right? So it's beautiful Ooh, packaging. Link this up, and I'm like, man, this is going to be really, really and? good. But everybody can't make gin. No. It's just not one of those things that everybody's good at. It's just like a very few people. And I don't know who sat in a boardroom and said, you know what? We should make a gin that's just the flour. Like, we're not going to add any of the other spices and herbs and whatever the fuck.
1: The juniper flour? That's it?
0: It's literally... It tasted like I went to, like, the farmer's market and got a bouquet of flowers. Oh and then took a huge bite out of it
1: (laughs) Wait,
0: with all the shit that's in there is that a
2: good thing or a bad thing no this is disgusting (laughs) this
0: this the smell alone it smells like so when i drank it that was just on the nose right i'm like damn this smells like you jumped in somebody's flower bed and just rolled around it's pretty fucking gross so then i taste it right yes I'm waiting with (laughs) bated breath here. I taste it. And I was like, you know, I'll take a sip without tonic and then I'll make a gin and tonic after I taste it. Beautiful. And you know how like somebody will buy you flowers and then you put them on your coffee table or on your dining table. And after a while you forget to change the water. So it's got that sludgy, gross looking shit.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've done that.
0: That's what this tastes like. It tastes like whatever... The fuck Ew. the bottom of the vase <laughs> of dirty
2: flowers, oh,
0: mildewy. <laughs> exactly, and you know I know I'm being descriptive, but the reason why is because I was so pissed about how bad this tasted that they did what they were supposed to do. All my senses were used during the <laughs> tasting of this fucking gin. My goodness, it was so gross. So you know, so buy at your own risk.
2: I'm guessing that I should not tag Hendrix Gin in this episode.
0: Absolutely, do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they need customers. Need they that. need to know. You, they need and to that, need shit that. Is
0: Yeah, it's constructive though. I told them what was wrong with it. It tastes like shit. <laughs> Start over. Not everybody can make <laughs> gin. So I'm, I'm going to say this with a heavy heart because I know people are going to be pissed. <laughs> but you will know if I buy a bottle of Sassanac wild Scottish gin and it tastes like shit I'm going to say something I'm gonna say it <laughs> I'm not gonna just drink it because fucking Sam made it I've already given him my money <laughs> so that I'm pouring doesn't that matter shit in Yep, it doesn't matter anymore so he won't be mad <laughs> that I said his gin tastes like shit because I already paid for it <laughs> oh my gosh
2: <laughs> making me want to hold off from That's how you make pre-ordering yourself- the three-pack that I just saw available for pre-order.
0: No, I'm telling you, nobody on the in the history of, like, being rich has ever been pissed after you gave them their money. Like, oh, your concert was garbage. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that $900 ticket you paid for. It. <laughs> just to tell me Whoops. it was garbage. <laughs> so on that oh note, gosh. yeah, I drank gin. And I came back with some Bardstown collaborative series. So we're going to have this tonight.
1: Yummy.
2: There it goes.
1: Oh, that was a great
2: pop. While you're filling your glass, I'm going to go down the exact same road. Guess what I'm having? Some Irish gin. (laughs) Irish (laughs) gin. Yeah. They make some good gin. In the episode, Roger Roger was talking about Dutch courage. Dutch courage, yes. Which Mm. apparently I did not know that that comes from the gin that the Dutch drink. Yes. But there was also the back and forth stuff with the possibility of Stephen Bonnet being close to Jemmy and Mrs. Bug describing him as an Irishman. So I pulled out my bottle of Grace O'Malley Irish gin and my Mm. aromatic tonic. And this gin's absolutely delightful.
1: So That's apparently, it. you can buy at Total Wine. They do. There is a brand called Dutch Courage. I wish. Well, I'm not sure
2: what all of the herbals and botanicals are in this one, but it doesn't smell like mildew water at the bottom of a
1: flower vase. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Y'all got my stomach turning. It smells really yummy.
2: Gross. No, this smells really yummy. The aromatic. Tonic water
1: with it is fantastic. Yummy! So, thumbs up, thumbs up for me. That's awesome. <laughs> I for went <laughs> a drink again tonight, but I next week I do want to. I'm want to jump on the gin train. I think that we need to start doing summary drinks.
0: So let me just tell you, Megan, you did not tell me how hot this whiskey is. Bardstown. <laughs> this collab because you've had this one right.
1: So the collaborative series. I don't know if I've had the collaborative series. I've had the Fusion series, the Discovery series, and then I tried one of the Infinity. I'm sorry, the um, the Origin series.
0: Origin series, yeah. right. This one is finished in plantation rum barrels. Ooh. And Ooh. when I say you can taste both of them, this is a very hot whiskey at 104 proof. It drinks a lot hotter than that. Mm. I think it's the rum.
2: Do we like that?
0: I don't know yet. My tongue is kind of fucking numb now. <laughs> like, you got a numb tongue? <laughs> I'm like, man, this is pretty hot. Because I like high proof yeah. whiskeys. And I'm like, man, this is a bit, this is kind of hot. Ooh. I'm going to try it one more time though. But I was like, somebody didn't warn me that this is a <laughs> hot
1: one. You know, I have a few taster boxes. So I, I'll have to go see if I have one in there of that one. Nice. Yeah, it's,
0: it's um, I like the combo there. Yeah,
1: i got to get on that train where they send you
2: handshakes and samples of new things. Meg, you need to hook me up.
0: I got some from Still Austin and from Penelope.
1: Oh, so did Ooh. you hear the intro? I'm sure it was everywhere. But did you see what Penelope yeah, did? Yeah, MGP. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah, MGP got him. Yeah. Dang. Good luck, Sazerac.
2: Do we like that idea or are we scared of that idea? I don't I didn't quite understand what that news
1: meant for the Penelope brand. I think there's mixed emotion.
0: I'm just gonna say what I think. I'm not any kind of whiskey connoisseur, but a lot of craft distilleries will use MGP they do. because it's already ready for you.
1: Yeah, until right? they get on mm-hmm. their feet.
0: It takes a long when you finally get to that point like Uncle Nearest did. you're hoping that you, every barrel has to count because it's your shit now. Like you can't say it's MGP and everybody just forms their opinion about it based on what the distillery did to finish it. But they got all their shit at the same spot. Yeah. So for Penelope to go to that is a pretty interesting move.
1: Considering they've only been around since 2018, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. They're like legitimately... Does that mean that the
2: finishing... The Penelope expressions and finishes are going to end, or
1: do we not know? Daily operations will... No, I just think that it'll taste it. So they'll probably have to play by MGP rules now. Yeah. Like,
0: if you're a a Penelope drinker, which I think that I can tell the difference between batches now, because Mm -hmm. I drink a bit of it, you'll notice the different... Taste and what you've been drinking this whole time. It's just like Jack Daniels number seven. The reason why they've lasted so long on shitty whiskey is because you can pick up any bottle and get the same match.
1: Consistent.
0: It's very consistent.
1: But are they Solera?
0: I can't remember. Okay. I'd have to look that up. So
1: we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: I don't. They have beautiful products too. So I think that's where they really hung their hat because those bottles are absolutely are pretty. gorgeous. And if you've ever gone to like an event and Penelope was there, it's like elegant. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's a woman's whiskey. And I'm saying that in a very non-specific way. But what I mean is like for women that want to have a beautiful bottle, it's kind of like Sassanac. Sassanac can be used as a household tool. You can make a like lamp out of it. But like Penelope bottles are like, you can make a flower vase out of that thing. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, It is really pretty. And I think whoever sourced their first three years, whoever picked that uh their blends, they did a really good job because mm-hmm. it matches the outer layer of the bottle. It's absolutely gorgeous. Agree. That's just my opinion. And some of them are very plain, by the way. Like the Architect series is plain, but it's still cool. It's pretty. I like the blue. I do too.
1: Did you ever have the Valencia? And I think it's because
0: their juice is consistent. Mm-hmm.
2: This has been your weekly whiskey update of the industry Sorry. and marketing <laughs> practices and packaging. <laughs> with Outlander with Friends.
0: You can edit all this shit out.
2: <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I just want to go on to season five. We're yeah, because starting... we've been on for an hour.
1: I <laughs> see it. They don't know that. There are a lot of things you don't yeah. know. So <laughs> so I picked this episode
0: because it kind of fell between two episodes I wanted to watch, but I'm like, I'll just cut it in the middle. They've like got their gang together and they're about to ride out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Going to Brownsville.
1: Mount up, everybody. AKA the Hillbilly Flea Market.
0: <laughs> Why is Brownsville like a, uh, a, a street? It's
1: Brownsville.
2: It bothered me. It's what? Brownsville. Brownsville? brownsville
1: it's not louisville brownsville. it's brownsville okay but do it's y'all say louisville. do y'all say nashville or nashville nashville
0: nashville
1: mm. you're not from the south i know so it's, okay but do you say do you say oregon or everything. oregon oregon
2: okay that's the right way to say it
1: but <laughs> no, what not. i'm saying is <laughs> Who says it, oregon? in the south uh, are they not from here so that's Lots what, <laughs> of people say oregon like the Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. so I say Oregon Trail, or, but I say Oregon. Oregon. Lots of people say Oregon.
0: You say Oregon because you're a nurse. <laughs>
1: it's not a bodily <laughs> <Oregon>. <laughs> But
2: That's how she's saying
1: it. Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds. That's like how it. she's
0: saying it. That's how I. Hear yeah, it. that's how sorry. I say it.
1: No, what I'm trying to say is it's the hillbilly that's flea maybe market. Because
0: she's a nurse. That's why. So
1: Brownsville is the hillbilly flea market city, just like any other southern country. If you're from the South, it's Nashville, Asheville. Wednesday, Thursday, Brownsville.
0: How do you say water? Water. Okay. Some people have an like extra R in there.
1: Water. Oh, water. my mother-in-law says water. Worder. When wash? Yeah, worse. When to wash. Wow, that took a
0: left turn. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said
1: Brownsville, and I was like, oh, the hillbilly flea market.
0: <laughs> hey, is Roger wearing a wig in this episode, or is that Rick's hair? I
1: think he's, he's wearing a wig. Because he's real hair. Not sure. Is that your best educated like, guess? man,
0: they just were not that, done yes. with the bad wigs. I thought they would be done by no. season five. Claire's no, hair is
1: pretty nice, though. I like Claire's hair yeah, in this. Yeah, they
0: did a really good job on this one. But this is like some real Hatfield and McCoy vibes yes. when they come up here. Like,
1: <laughs> it's like down the holler. Yeah. People just start shooting at you and shit. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? The brown boys, I man. I just came <laughs> to the <Henry laughs> market. He tried to do the neighborly
2: greeting. That was the first time I think I've ever heard them say anybody say, hello, the house, in the show. That becomes a big thing later.
0: Did he not say it before he got his ass
2: kicked? Yeah, I'm just saying. I know that becomes a big thing in a later book, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it before on the show. Hello, the house.
0: So you see in the very beginning when uh, they get back and they go to Fraser's Ridge, and Marsley, or maybe Lizzie, takes Jimmy out of like the little hamper, mm-hmm. and she finds mm-hmm. that coin. You see how small yeah. he is. Yes. So she gives this weird excuse to Mrs. Bug that she wanted to know all this information about the guy that whoever touched him, and she's like, "Yeah, I just don't want him to get any kind of weird ideas planted in his head or some shit like that." And I'm like, "How old do you think this kid is?" Because <laughs> <It's> like, why? <laughs> Would he have that, how would that stick, Brie? He's like nine
1: months old. He's not going to remember that shit. No, he's like crawling. Osmosis. Yeah, osmosis. That's, yeah, he's like, he's going to absorb that it through really, his skin. Excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, use your head, Brie.
0: I didn't want to skip over this. I just, it came out of my head like super quick. So there's no chronological way of me talking about the, the episode. But Roger when they they get to Brownsville and people start shooting and shit. This is like mob mentality. And the first thing he's like, all right, we're going to surrender this dude and we're going to drink all the whiskey. Like,
2: where the fuck did that (laughs) video come from? (laughs) Obviously, he was not a historian who studied war tactics.
0: (laughs) I mean, even so, but like, this is some Claire type shit. (laughs) this is some shit that claire would do
1: (laughs) then you got a brown brother drunk which made him even angrier
0: yes made the whole situation worse by giving them alcohol not
2: happy jolly drunks these people
0: yeah i was like you know (laughs) i've never actually been to like a riot or a mob or anything but usually when people are fighting if you add alcohol to the mix it's about to be a brawl yeah So I know that transcends time. We didn't just start thinking of that shit in 2023. That shit was happening in the 1960s. So I don't understand how Roger was like, that's a good idea. And then, (laughs) of course, Fergus is is like, sure,
1: let me go get the whiskey. (laughs) He's like, you need a barrel. Get
2: get the barrel. (laughs) You'd think Fergus would have some better ideas or some clue about... Yeah. yeah. Better instincts. He would know a little bit more what Jamie would do in the situation. WWJD. I know. I wonder if that was like a... Can a you be an advisor or... or something? That's That was out of character.
1: Yeah. He's been in wars with Jamie. Battles. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I mean- he probably
0: was just doing that to get back at Roger for doing some dumb shit earlier. Like, turning over... What do you do? Start freaking singing or some
2: shit? well and then going to get the barrel of whiskey leads right as a segue into jamie and claire showing up and the whole girl they have a whole ass party (laughs) yeah the historical professor lecture about when in rome italia romans do and then he starts talking in latin starts talking about dutch courage and when in rome and Jamie's like, I'm I sure you're going to tell me what the hell that means.
0: This is why nobody likes his ass. I bet Fergus did do that shit on purpose.
2: <laughs> the deadpan delivery was just awesome. Like, do you know what
1: Dutch courage means? I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> Get on with it. And then right after, doesn't he talk to Claire? He's like, this guy's a fool. He doesn't deserve yeah. to do. What did he do this? I'm like, oh. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's <laughs> I mean, why I'm like, sometimes... I really hate that they made show Rogers such a dumbass.
1: Yep, this dude right? is not
0: the same man that's in that book. I agree. And it's not Rick's fault. It's somebody else writing this shit.
1: That's unfortunate. But it I do really have a question. Is. Roger Mack in the book, was he still a professor type dude who wouldn't have heard a Flea or Fly? Or how you say it?
0: No, he is a very, well, let me not say that. In my opinion, he is the same dude, but he learns a lot faster. They're just making him look stupid okay? in this show.
1: So he adapts quickly.
0: Yeah. The only thing he doesn't yeah. really get down is like shooting, but that bitch know how to sling a rock because didn't he kill a bird that way or some shit?
2: Yeah, he's not as dense as the show portrays okay. by far.
1: I got you.
0: That's why I'm like, Roger, you really actually deserve what's about to happen to you. But then nobody deserves oh. that. Oh.
1: <laughs> Ouch. That escalated quickly. Damn. Yeah. Take it back, (laughs) I did.
0: Okay, I take it back. (laughs) Now, do I mean it?
2: (laughs) Were your fingers crossed behind your back?
0: (laughs) Right in front of you, just like that. I see it. (laughs) I think that also, speaking of just like how they've been disrespecting Roger since he got back which I find kind of like shitty too, because mm-hmm. I don't think that if anybody got into the situation that Roger was in when he got sold to the Mohicans or whatever,
1: the they Mohawks. would Mohicans that shit. <laughs> the Iroquois? The Mohawk. Not the Mohicans. Are you thinking of the last of the Mohicans? Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn it, Ivy. <laughs> Jesus you are
0: culturally God, insensitive, Ivy. I literally thought I was talking about. You know
2: what? That's fine. All I'm saying is you're not talking about Daniel Day Lewis here.
1: Okay.
0: No, Ooh, no. can we talk about him? All I was trying to say before that little outburst. <laughs> my goodness! Now I can't get that off my mind. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong again. I was just saying that I don't think any of those people would have been able to survive what Roger went through. Sure. So give him some fucking credit, man. Like, stop treating him like an idiot. Yeah. Because he's the smartest person literally in their world right now. He's a professor. Half these people don't know how to read.
2: That's a good point. Well, Claire might be smarter. He doesn't know how to operate on people. That's true. But
0: they're both like...
1: Smarter with her hands.
0: But her information's old now because she's been there longer. So... That's true. I think that what the point is, they're just mean to Roger sometimes. But then when he does shit like this, it kind of means makes me feel like he deserves it. <laughs> because if, if you were in the military-
1: You're going to get some hate for that. <laughs> I don't care. It's just I how I feel. We like to ruffle feathers.
0: But this is like a military thing, right? This is not me just being mean. If we had a young lieutenant or captain- Mm-hmm. Fergus would be like their n c o giving them advice like this is what you should be doing. This scenario is just like that. So any person that's in the military that sees an officer first of all bust open some liquor and give it to a hostile like group, he would get fired. He would be kicked out of the military. That's like going to a hostile place in like Iraq and then said, "Hey, I got a couple bottle of whiskey back here. like let's get fucked up with these guys and hope that they don't kill us. That is not a scenario that will ever be okay. Mm -mm. Ever. That's crazy in both circumstances.
2: (laughs) You mean TV does not always Mm -hmm. depict the real world? (gasps) That's just,
1: I mean. My mind is blown.
2: Mind blown.
1: (laughs) I think that Roger Mack did the best that he could do in the situation he was put in being a non-confrontational person. Yeah. They set him up for failure. Jamie was gone Um, with Claire, right? Yep. Yep. He was next in charge. He did what he had to do. He didn't know how to do it, but he thought he was doing the best that he could do. And I think it was the best that he could do.
2: I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of Jamie's fault. He's the one who made him a captain right. without any training.
1: Right. As I'm saying, they, he set him up for fire
0: and then like That's went good. down yeah. on him hard about it too. Like yes, you gave up this guy, some guys ran off and deserted.
1: They lost, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, that is not his fault actually, mm-hmm. because those guys that deserted, they're AWOL. It's not like as an officer, I can be like, don't you leave. They already got paid. They're leaving. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so Roger couldn't help that. And then the guy that did something obviously wrong, they were like, hey, you probably shouldn't have given him up, which, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done that. But he was thinking, kill one to save them all kind of thing. That is a very right. modern way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And he made the fatal mistake that Claire made. You can't apply those type of logic and rationale to the time that you just skip back to. Because they all looked at it like, you don't give a shit
1: about us, you know? Yeah. You lose one, you lose them all. Right. Is that what you mean?
2: I follow. I'm backing it.
1: So So after they're all
2: partying and drinking and everything, then who shows up? But is Richard Brown the bad cop? No, the good cop? Of the Brown brothers, I don't know. Neither one of them's really
1: a good cop, but he's got like multiple personalities.
2: Yeah, at least he's more
1: amiable, amicable, amicable.
2: At least at first, yeah. Even through season six, he's still—I mean—doing terrible things, but more civilized about it, I guess. <laughs> Girl, what season six was you watching? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't just straight I mean, Clara he up he from shot a tree. Up the house.
0: But they like, I know
1: I get why I you know. killed my brother but you still killed my brother. And then just like, like you know? shoots
0: their whole
1: Yeah. Like, I understand. He did not grow, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Terry. He did not grow as a person, Wait, I promise you. <laughs> so none of these people have grown as a person. Is that what we're saying? Nobody gets any more mature. Nobody learns no. from history. No, They're all doomed to not. repeat it and be the same person forever. Okay, well. Yes, perfect. that's exactly how it works. Thanks for listening to our show. I guess we're all done. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. It literally is.
0: That's funny.
2: But ever since I found out that that actor is the son of Maggie Smith, all I can Ooh, see one? is the similarities. <gasps> Richard Brown. Oh my gosh, you're right. They got the same mouth and the same chin. Yep. The Dowager whatever she is from yeah. Downton Abbey and uh, Professor McGonagall from Harry
1: Potter. They do Mary have Potter the same chin. his mom. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm telling you, that's what I noticed about him as soon as you said it.
1: Did you know she's okay, 88 eight years old?
2: Somebody who is super talented out there in the fandom needs to take Maggie's face and like put it on Richard's face and all the outlander things. So that that the Dowager Countess is saying all these terrible things in Brownsville. Oh my goodness, that would
0: be so funny.
2: (laughs) Do it. I'm not that talented. All I do is talk shit on podcasts.
0: Yeah, that whole situation was just absolutely maddening because now that I've seen what happens in the future, going back Mm -hmm. and rewatching this episode, his brother, Lionel, is that his name, Lionel?
2: Mm -hmm. Lionel.
0: He had had his eyeballs on Claire the whole entire episode, and I didn't even notice it until I rewatched it just now. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's odd because she did nothing around him that would make him suspicious of her in any way, except for when she told the twin that his throat was inflamed. Mm -hmm. That's the only time she ever gave anybody medical advice. And so I think he put it together that she knows, or she's been reading that little pamphlet that everybody was like, put it away. It's like, it's indecent, some random guy doctor. So they're like Suspect about it when she asked about it. And I think that Lionel put it together like she's been reading it. And that's why she's called the healer. Because he looks like he's dumb enough to like put that kind of shit together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it creeped me out a little bit when Richard Brown offered to let Jamie and Claire sleep in the house. Sleep in the house. Ew. Just the way that he said we wouldn't want. A lady such as yourself to sleep among the militiamen. I just got a bad vibe. That was one of those moments where, like, oh, you should trust your gut instinct and it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. Time to go.
1: But she was worried about that baby.
2: Yeah. And I forgot that this was the episode where Jamie does the sword dance. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Who does it better? I
0: want to know. Do you think Jamie or Sam did it better? Yeah,
1: who does it better? Jamie. Well, I think
0: so too. No, I think that you're right actually you know what you're right you're absolutely right jamie did it better and i'm gonna tell you but when he did it on men in kilts i was like didn't you like study to do this for an episode i know why are you
2: so bad at this (laughs) exactly have you forgotten every bit of the choreography that you learned for season five the answer is yes yeah it seemed weird he
0: was that bad at it that's what's the episode (laughs) i distinctly remember it because i'm like how are you bad at this like you even posted on social media that you practice to learn how to do this dance and then you go back to the same chick you went to and you can't even get off the ground without hurting yourself
2: (laughs) it's true oh Oh god she's even laughing at him maybe they didn't deserve to be nominated for best dancers outlander
0: (laughs) yeah that's fair yeah there is no other contenders, though.
1: <laughs> I'd be silently dying over here. There are no other contenders.
0: Oh, my God. That's funny.
2: <laughs> what else is there? There's, I swear, I thought that I remembered that Marceline actually killed her father. Did the show change that from the books? Am I crazy? He died in prison because she said he died in prison. But I could have sworn that she actually did. I
0: feel like she actually did it in the books like she. Yeah. But I don't know what it was that she did. In my mind, I want to say that she poisoned him or some shit or he was drunk and he fell and hurt himself. But I'm also probably just making this shit up because I can't really remember what she did. I know. It's- I feel like somebody will tell us if that happened or we're just
2: I definitely want to know, and I'm not gonna go back through books six seven, eight five all that just to find that piece of information so most <laughs> definitely somebody please educate me <laughs> advise advise <laughs> advise please need advice
0: I'm glad like they started letting Marcelley be more of a real person versus yep. like background because her character has come a long way from the whore that busted down the door when Claire showed up back to the 20th.
2: How dare you call Marcella a whore for that? She was just a little teenager.
0: Uh, No. You remember how she said whore?
2: Oh yeah. Whore. Yeah. Whore. That's what
0: I meant. Not calling her a whore. I was just saying what she had said.
2: I felt like that needed clarification.
0: (laughs) She's done a lot since then, like the whole thing that went down in Jamaica. Now, this is not the show. This is like in the books. But now she's like accepted Claire as her stepmom and Brie as her stepsister. I'm just glad at this point they're developing her character.
2: Well, the story that she told Brie, the show turned it into an allegory to emphasize how obviously thinking something doesn't make it true, doesn't make it actually happen in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like that was a good parallel to Jamie when he was trying to prove to Brie by overpowering her that she was fooling herself, thinking that she should have fought harder against Bonnet. It was just sort of another enlightening moment. Like, just because you your brain thinks this doesn't mean that your brain is actually right about it. It's just a, it's, a, right. it's another Perception. example of, yeah, your perception's off. Thank you. That
0: was a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't think I appreciate that way of teaching. <laughs> and I'm saying that because, like, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a very Scottish thing, and it's very traumatic. It was traumatic for me watching it. So I can't imagine this happening to Brie twice. <laughs> like, first... <laughs> jamie gets her and then Marcelly gets her and i'm like damn <laughs> you guys i don't know if that's so effective
1: <laughs> it's minimizing it you're yeah. minimizing her feelings and i mean it's legit ptsd she's paranoid
0: about her child because she found out this man is still alive and they don't yeah. know that nobody that's else an knows an interesting that. way
1: they- to look at it
0: like, nobody knows that Stephen Bonnet is still alive. Everybody thinks that nobody knows about this shit, but she overheard but then the she conversation. Got
1: the, yeah, exactly.
0: And then now he's, like, fucking with her kid. Mm. So it might have been a bit of an overreaction if he didn't know what she knew. Just like right. when Jamie did that shit to her, he didn't know it was Stephen Bonnet that did that shit. He just thought some dude raped her. Right. Man, damn, both times it was the same dude, but the whole point is...
2: yeah, I. <laughs> I just put that together. That's why I was sitting silent for a minute. I just going, feel like there's a oh, very wait, traumatic the, way of trying to get the a point across. Same... Talking about the same huh. dude. That is interesting indeed. I don't think that's by accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> telling you, these show writers and Diana are just out of Never control, is. man. We dissect, but we don't dissect and put it back together and you actually figure out what happened in Diana's mind because that's crazy. But it seems like you know, she throws out a lot of coincidences.
2: No, but we dissect and we see each other's points of view, which is one of the cool things about shooting the shit about Outlander, especially in a format you know where you can compare and contrast the show and the books. And I just... Didn't look at it from the perspective that both of you were saying that if Brie has PTSD and her feelings were minimized by that, I was going at it from a completely different angle that they're just trying to logically and intellectually show her that she's being irrational about it. And now I see how that could really emotionally harm her from the aspect of her PTSD, but I didn't even think about it before.
0: You know what's actually really crazy too? You got to think, she's 200 years in the past and during her time, that was like primitive to them. Fucking shooting your food to eat it and like (laughs) shitting outside. (laughs) That was primitive. Very. We're not close enough to like the Neanderthals to even imagine how gross they were. But 200 years is not that long ago. And I think that's why like they are still in that primitive, this is what you need to do to get over that shit. Whereas like, if yeah. she were back in the 1900s, she'd be going to fucking therapy or they at least put her on Xanax.
2: That's actually a really good explanation for why Jamie and Marcelli both went about it that way. Cause yeah, you just I mean, have to fuck up meaning, and move on. I mean, there isn't therapy in the 1700s.
0: Yeah. Like you have to survive.
2: Yeah. You got to get over it and get on with living your life.
0: And I think that's another piece of the primitiveness, right? Cause they're closer to survival instincts as like a natural way of being versus us where we actually categorize those type of people we're like yeah those guys are survivalists because they do that shit for their real life but they're a very small niche right that's like being a tech person but i think that's why like jamie and marsley felt so i guess to us it looked aggressive you know what I mean? But for them, they're like, this is the mm-hmm. only way you're going to survive in this world that you live in. Right. You can't dwell on that shit because it makes you unfocused mentally and you'll miss something big like our fucking food we're trying to catch.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm backing it. There's no repression with Brie, though. She's not repressing that mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Oh, cool. Well, that went deep. I know. Sigmund and Freud. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's some nice. Jungian
2: something or other. <laughs> I don't know. I never studied psychology. Sorry. I flunked it.
1: Did y'all notice? <laughs> Did y'all notice when Claire finally accepts that she cannot change history? When she says, there's our obituary. I was like, yes! She's no longer trying to change history. She's accepting it for what it I is. I think
0: that we may be wrong in that assessment because oh, she no. literally... Oh no. Have I forgotten something? J- Yes, you forgot the fact that she just told everybody and their mom how to wash their ass and not die before you turn seventeen. That is changing the future. <laughs> Some of those people—that's <laughs> fair—are supposed to die. Oh like, yeah, uh,
1: and she comes out I mean? with penicillin later on too.
0: Yes, so she's still doing it, and I think that's why this episode is so important. Is because Claire's secret that was just on the ridge. These women just looked at her as the fucking white lady that they all know she is because they all came from Scotland. Yeah. But no outsiders really know that Claire is like this mystical creature and shit. And I think that's why it's important that her little booklet got out in the open because now they're like, you know, who the fuck is this chick? And why is she <laughs> yeah. telling them all this shit about like not having babies? And, and like Makes those sense. people are burned as witches still she can't be like messing around with that kind of stuff. And that's why she didn't want anyone off the Ridge to know. And I think that's the premonition to the things that are going to happen to her. Cause every time she changed history, something terrible happened.
1: That's a good point. First, it
0: was faith. It was faith. And then they had to kill Dougal and then Jamie got raped by BJR because she wouldn't let him kill him because of Frank. Like mm. every time she's tried to change the future, something shitty happens to her and you'll see what the Browns do to her in like the next season or i guess at the end of this season
1: yep into the next season wow yeah. that is That's
2: freaking a me out what that i didn't put a plus b equals c in all those different <laughs> situations all the way along the, the way terrible consequences Ugh. for each time that she tried to change history
1: yet she has not caught on to that
0: yeah i really just thought of that shit
2: well
1: then I don't feel bad because it
2: didn't <laughs> occur to me before just now. <laughs> yeah. Ivy's over here setting me straight and I'm thinking it's some deep wisdom and shit and she's like, "No, it's just the whiskey. <laughs> just the whiskey talking."
0: So, I'm just saying Bardstown will definitely uh get you get you in the right mindset. <laughs> I need some of that. Mm. I think that this should go back to the days where they would give you a little bit of whiskey to cure all things. Like you could just go to the CVS.
1: Yes. In the and it's like, you know, <laughs> like
0: 1940s prices, like 15 cents yeah. or something like that. Just need a little bit. I promise <laughs> you my day's is going to be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just whiskey, dude. There was like... It was like cocaine, heroin. Cocaine, <laughs> mercury. <laughs> oh, man. Like the laundry. Our grandparents were getting yeah. lit. Yeah, really.
0: I think that's why they were so much fun. It's because they had been exposed to like cocaine and whiskey as a medicine at like four years old.
1: (laughs) And there was no such thing as ADHD. I'm sure like when we get older.
2: I've never been exposed to cocaine and whiskey together at the same time.
0: (laughs) You just don't know that you haven't.
2: No, pretty sure I haven't. (laughs) <laughs> i think i well maybe I maybe i wouldn't remember that might be yeah that's you know, the point Trixie or like tracy or something
0: <laughs> so <clears throat> getting back on track real quick so this was my what if uh, what do you think uh, life would be like on the ridge if claire and jamie had taken that baby home no because what if she didn't she was like you know what fuck it we're going to take this baby and we're going to raise a baby together since we never got a chance to do it. Hmm. So I think
2: you're, you're going to shoot down any beautiful scenarios that come to mind. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, <Terry. laughs> you're going to make me regret getting lost in that beautiful fantasy for a minute.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. No, actually I'm not. Me but with I your think- best shot. I, I think this is what's going to happen, this scenario in my head. And it's very short and sweet. I don't think that Jamie's participation in the American Revolution would have happened. I think it, because he wouldn't have taken God. that opportunity to miss Claire raising a baby that they never got to raise together. I don't think he would have done it. I think he would have been like, all right, check this out. I'm going to fight with the rebels and then tell the rebels, like, I'm going to stay at home with my kid. Y'all let me know when you need me. That's what I think. Damn it, is.
1: Diana. That's how it should have gone. I think so. That's how it should have
0: gone. I think that they would have got their happily ever after or whatever the fuck it's called. Happy ending. But we'll never know. I would have loved that.
1: That would have been so sweet. So I
0: literally have
2: it written in my notes that I would have loved it so much if Jamie and Claire would have raised
1: a baby together. That's That's exactly what I wrote too.
0: I would have loved it because you know what I think I think that that baby would have been like I'm trying to remember this woman's name, but I think she would have been like a famous person if they decided to like carry the books after this last one and and follow somebody else's life. She probably would have been like the first something. I think that's where Diana would have taken that. She's a mixed child, right? So she would have been like the first mixed child or they would actually have called her a black woman since her dad was a slave, but she would have been the first to do something. I think if I were going to write that story.
2: Maybe a doctor because of who
0: Claire was or something. Yeah, oh, something like cool. that, right? And then she like established the first hospital in like North Carolina or some shit.
2: That's beautiful. I'm sorry I maligned your I know, you intentions. just think that I mean. I just throw <laughs> no. a little I sprinkle
0: some like logic and then I sprinkle some bullshit and then sometimes I sprinkle some <laughs> sprinkles.
2: Some laughs. And it sprouts into a beautiful yeah. orchid, or I don't know where the hell that just came from. Gotta,
0: but... You know, it just depends on the region of whiskey I'm drinking, the one that you'll get. So this one was a good choice.
2: <laughs>
0: I think i only shit on like half the characters this time.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't drink any more of that gin.
0: <laughs> no, that gin can go to hell.
1: It's so gross. <laughs> We're going to need a video of you pouring it down the toilet.
0: Yeah, like Fabuloso.
1: Yes. Because I'm sure
0: it would
2: smell the same. <laughs> if it would smell the same. That's exactly. Oh, June my God. Juniper flowers. Fabuloso actually smells good. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't but want to drink, drink it. Like this, would you wear it? It smells it? good.
0: <laughs> but Fabuloso is something that you clean up dirt with.
1: Would you wear it like perfume?
0: Oh, absolutely not. You'd probably no. get a rash from this shit. No. But Fabuloso <laughs> is intended to like get up dirt off the ground and make it smell good. Well, you could do the same thing with this gin. It's just not good enough to drink. So, yeah, I'm going to pour it down the toilet.
2: So the gin would give you a rash. Because that's what I was asking. Yes. Wait, we're not out here trying to get sued. Okay, let's talk about I know, but they need down. customer reviews,
0: man. I'm going to go back to my earlier statement. You know what? I'm going to put a picture online or at least just like let you guys know what brand it is and go buy it for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. I'm not buying that shit. I know Hendrix is expensive gin. I know. Nope. Taste it it's and be happening. like, oh, this does <laughs> taste exactly how Ivy said it would. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will never doubt Ivy again.
0: All I'm saying is, is like, I'm going to save you $43 to tell you not to buy that shit.
1: I like to smell my flowers, not right. drink them.
0: Exactly. Yep. I'd like I to taste that. the gin. We could just start there. <laughs>
1: I'm out of notes. You
0: You're out of Me notes. Me too. Same.
1: Yeah. Yep. Y'all That's brought it. up that my what last note. Was my last thing? I just. What was yeah. it? The dynamic between Claire and Jamie. Jamie and Claire should have raised a bairn with a newborn. Yeah. Together. Oh yeah, that would have been fun. So sweet. The baby. I like how
0: the doll that they used just like really quick. The doll looked different every time you saw it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Like sometimes it did look like a black baby, and then sometimes it didn't. No. <laughs> it's like, hey, grab one of those from props.
1: <laughs> and then the one breastfeeding did not at all. Mm-mm. That's okay. It was, just a pillow. <laughs> it was still a cute baby every time.
0: I know. You know, I think that this was a very interesting episode, ladies.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or
0: we made it that way.
2: <laughs> and it was
0: like <laughs> pretty boring. <laughs>
2: No, it was, it was not good. our, it wasn't our usual pattern. We went deep into some psychological stuff and then we went logical on some other stuff and I enjoyed it <laughs> a lot. It was a good chat. It was a good bullshit session. I liked
0: it. I liked it
2: a lot. Well, next time I think I get to pick and I think I pick The Ballad of Roger Mack,
0: 507. Oh man, look at you.
2: Yeah. y'all picked for yeah, you
0: me we got deep enough this time wait till we get to that one. i
2: did not think we went deep enough yes we have to <laughs> get all depressing Ugh. super depressing yay no we'll find some levity in it i think uh, we'll try to anyway so. lord <laughs> that
1: should be fun <laughs> well that's it for this episode it's my bedtime
0: oh my god it is Your
1: bedtime <laughs> yeah my bedtime you guys are funny
0: must be nice for the sun to just be coming up on your side of the world.
1: <laughs> coming up? No, it's still up. Still up. It's 6.30 p.m.
2: No.
1: Well, Thanks for listening to us.
2: Go on and on and on. Oh, lady, I'll let you go.
1: That's what we do best.
2: Bye. We're here for you. <laughs> Catch you next time. Ivy can't speak, sorry. Hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did we even say? <laughs> She's dying oh over here, she can't breathe.
0: <laughs> I can't. I was just like, Meg's like, bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> toodles. Everybody take care now. This is very oh, impressive. Oh, toodles, Mickey Mouse. <laughs>
0: See, you can tell she gets up super early.
1: (laughs) Me, yes, I do.
0: (laughs) Mama, that comes on. That comes on at like seven o'clock in the (laughs) Monday morning. Yeah, you should have went to bed like an
2: hour and a half ago.
1: We're still recording. I know. Okay.
2: (laughs) Toodles, everybody. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. You can find us, follow and message us on Instagram at Outlander with Friends, and we love to hear from you. We're now available on all major podcast apps, and if you leave us a great rating, it helps more people find us. Listen next week for more TMI. Don't say we didn't warn you.